You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Join us, Reed Bacon. Uh, wow, exciting news right before we record. Uh, Nico will be starting in the bowl game versus Iowa, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, cannot wait to talk about that with my boy. Um, we're also breaking down all the other guys that we didn't, a part of the 2024 signing class, um, all of the guys from high school that are coming up, uh, not necessarily the transfers. But, um, yeah, super excited for this one. Talk about a little Christmas gifts and things of that nature. But first, before we get into any of that, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Merry Christmas, Kyler. Ho, ho, ho. Merry <laughs> Christmas, big boy. Merry Christmas, Reed. What was your favorite gift you got besides those naked photos from me? <laughs> yeah, what a Christmas morning to wake up to. <laughs> um, so only thing, I would say, only thing that would have been better is if I was right next to you. Instead yeah, of exactly, exactly. Um, I would say my favorite gift, which I am wearing right now, is a watch. Um, this was my uncle's watch, my mother's youngest brother. Um, and he sadly passed away when I was in seventh grade. Um, and he was a very kind and gentle person. Um, and, you know, I was close to him and it was one, it was the first passing in my family that I kind of understood and really felt. Um, and it was just, it was special that my mom gave me this watch. Um, she got it fixed up a little bit and I'll try and put it in the camera here, but it's a little Tennessee watch. Nice. You can see that, but it's got the little UT and the Vols on there. Love that. Yeah, I can barely see it, but yeah, I can. If you get too close, it blares it out, but I, I can see it. That's awesome. Yeah, so fantastic present my mom got uh, for me. She just kind of held on to the watch for a while. Like I said, seventh grade. So yeah, um, got that this Christmas, and like it was one of those like almost like tear jerkers, like really kind of felt yeah. a little frog in my throat. So yeah, those are the I best. Definitely had to put that up there, number one this year. No, that's awesome. Those are those are the best type of gifts. They really are. Um, yeah. Well, at least for me, you know, it, like I'm with you, like sentimental stuff. And that's awesome. So you all went to, let's see, you came into Knoxville, correct? Yeah. And, and then you went to a cabin or something? Yeah. So went to Knoxville, um, did two Christmases in Knoxville, and then went to a cabin uh, down in Georgia and did another Christmas down there. So Three in total this year. How was the cabin? Uh, it was good. It was a small little cabin um, that we stayed in, but uh, we had we had a good time. It was just two days, um, just hanging out, watching movies. Yeah. Uh, we went and got like 
everyone got a massage at like a place. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love exactly. That. I knew, I knew you'd like that. Uh, we were planning on like going to, there's like a Hallmark town down in Georgia. That's just like decked out in everything Christmas. It's where, is it like where they film movies? Well, I don't know if they film movies there, but it's like specifically like meant yeah, to be Christmas. Like yeah, it's just, that's the way it is. And uh, we were going to go on Christmas day, but then it was, it was just pouring rain all day. Uh, okay. So, but it was still a fantastic time. So I know you traveled as well for Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, I did. I did. I went down to the 901 to uh, the land of Zach Randolph and, um, jaw, jaw wick and young Dolph, rest in peace. And, uh, so I went down there and saw, uh, saw not only the Chiozas because that's uh, my family, but then the Buford's, which is, uh, who, you know, Liz and Bailey since they're married and the Georges. So Austin and, and Lee, but yeah, I got to basically see my aunt and uncles and cousins. And so it was a blast because we didn't see him for Thanksgiving. So I love seeing them and, yeah, it was awesome. It's just good to be. I haven't been in Memphis in a while, and I didn't get to catch a. I I want to go back, and I will go back and catch a Grizzlies game sometime this um this this spring. So I'm fired up for that. But uh, yeah, just really good time, and um, you know, it's, I I love the holidays just because I I love being with the family whenever it is. So yeah, it was a great time. Um, and uh, but it was it was good to get back see Megan. You know, I did Christmas with her and her mom. Before I left, but it was good to get back yesterday and see her. I'd really, really, really missed her. But uh, yeah, no. So it was, it was a great holidays. What was I, your favorite uh, gift? My favorite gift. Yeah. Um, you know, my aunt Tina always does a really good job of getting me some like cool, like either sentimental type stuff or whatever. Like one year, she did a collage of you and I from the podcast. Which when I have an office, I'll put it up. But, it was, uh, she got a hat and I need, I should have grabbed it, but it's in the other room and I was too busy of carrying my tea, the iPad and notes back here, but it's a pancakes and bacon hat. So nice. just, or, it's, it's orange and it says pancakes and bacon on the back. It says, how you doing, bud? So it. it's cool. I'll, 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 I'll wear it one time or at least put it on, uh, put it on for the first little bit, but it, it'll be set up in an office whenever I, I'll we should, out. uh, if we, if we get to that point of, of selling merch, um, we should do hats with literally just like a pancake and a bacon, like a, a little pancake and a bacon on the front. They're orange. <laughs> that could be great. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. So, um, so that was a good gift, but my, I mean, favorite, 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 favorite. Um, I, I got a, a, another hat that I got that I've been really, really wanting was a Titan. It's a Titans hat. It's just tighten up. It's not like, from the titans it's someone that made it it's from Etsy. yeah it's dope um <laughs> yeah you're pretty much saying any kind of official titans merch is not dope no it is no it is it is i just i'm not like i don't really wear a lot of hats you all see me on here my favorite hat is my bridgestone hat because i like the way it looks but also because it fits so well because i don't like stuff on my head will bother me you'll see it on here i'll either be where i'll be wearing a dang hat and pull it off in five minutes because it just bothers yeah. me but but yeah, I mean, I got some great gift cards. Got some, got some clothes. Uh, got a new Xbox controller because I needed a new one. Annie chewed the back off of my other one. 
<laughs> so I ta- I had to tape it up, but there would be some times I'd be sitting here just getting getting finger happy and dominating, and I just, would feel the back feel the back of it come open. So trying to play COD, just controller disconnected. Dude, I'm right. like over here trying to save the world from terrorists, and I'm getting uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a warning. Trying to freaking touchdowns with Derrick Henry and freaking pause the game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but anyways yeah so i you know i got i got a lot of good stuff probably not one thing like that like that like memorabilia like um um you know a, a token of a family or yeah. um one of those type things this year but um you know i'm super blessed and super fortunate get get good stuff every year so happy about that but um i will say this kyler i got some great news and a great present segue when i found out that nico was starting I was, I was just, I'm not even going to say relieved. It's a late just, Christmas gift for sure. I was just so happy on so many levels and no offense, but if you've watched this, you know that I'm, I'm tired of Joe. I'm done with Joe. So the fact that I don't have to watch him and no disrespect to him, but the fact that I've seen it, I know what it is and I don't have to watch it anymore. I'm pumped. Exactly. I think Nico's going to be really, really good. So I'm excited to see him and, and, and get to watch him and enjoy him. And I think it's – I think we I, – I was scared about betting that game. And now that Nico's starting, I'm probably going to hammer Tennessee because I feel like he's going to be th- that good. And when I mean that good, I think he's just going to be that much better than Joe, meaning he's not going to miss a lot of open throws the play that's designed to get there. Matter of fact, I saw something on the Rocky Top Insider Twitter today, and I read it real quick as I was uh, – I, I forget. I don't know if I was, like, about to work out or what, and I read it real quick before I put my phone up, but it was, like, Coach Heibel saying, hey, he just needs to get the ball to playmaker's hands. Yeah. Things are going to happen, but just just play the game, see how it goes. And I was like, yeah, it is that simple, isn't it, Josh? Like, <laughs> now you're going to have a guy that can, can hit the guys when they're supposed to be there. And I'm not talking right. about – just bad throws i'm talking about where he never we would watch the game and someone would be wide open where the play was designed to go and he just doesn't let it he doesn't let it rip so yeah um man i couldn't i dude i am beyond excited to watch i'm excited listen i'm excited too i think some part of it that you're saying that like you expect the game to be better right you expect tennessee's offense to run smoother with Nico than with joe um, I don't know that. I don't feel it as confidently as you might feel it. And maybe it's more of, it's more stemmed in the disbelief in Joe than the belief in Nico, or maybe it's a little 50, 50, Good but point. no, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. And when I'm thinking about this, I'm very, very excited for Nico to play. I think there's so many things that he can learn from this game. Um, And it's like, yes, like he gets a preseason game before 2024. That is how it feels because in totality, this game does not matter at all. Like in totality, it doesn't. So let's go out and try some shit. Let's do some shit that you know you can do. Let's play the best ball that you can play. Let's gain some knowledge. Like, I love that opportunity. I don't necessarily 100% confidently say, oh, this offense is going to be better in this game because Nico is in there 
I still think there's probably going to be some growing pains. I think there's probably going to be some MAs, some maybe not on the same page with guys, just because it is a first start. Um, and I like that. Like, I wrote down in my notes when I was like, all right, what, what kind of talking points do I want to talk about with Nico? And it was, you know, some of the things that Coach Heupel said, which you brought up, is giving other giving the playmakers opportunities. That's exactly how, how Nico should see it. That's exactly how he should play it as I am not the one to make all the plays. Everyone else is. I'm going to give them opportunities to do it. Um, and that, it, you know, Heupel's not saying I expect perfection out of him. I You know, I just expect him to be who he is. Um, and I just hope that it is a challenging game for him. I really do. And I don't mean that in like he's got one second to throw the ball, the offensive line's letting dudes free. I don't mean that in, hey, nobody is able to get open at all. I just mean that in like, hey, you've got two minutes, 20 seconds, and one timeout before half, go score. You've got, hey, there was just a turnover on offense, and they went down and score. How are you going to react? Those kinds of like scenarios, like put some pressure on him a little bit during this game. Like, I want to see that. I want this game to be difficult. So Nico's like, I got this, right? I, I'm not worried. I got this. And if it is difficult and he does show out, which I think he can, everything going into the offseason. I mean, Nico can change the hope of the entire program, the recruiting of the entire program, the freaking play calling, the freaking personnel, like him playing a certain way can change all of that stuff going into the off season into 2024. Yeah. That's why I completely disagree with you that this game doesn't mean anything at all. I, I, I want to get away from that. Um, bowl game to me, I think I've made a comment about say if this was, like with Pruitt or Butch, and we kind of saw the writing on the wall, not not at their trajectory this way, but it's here or starting to go here, like, and we're seven and five, six and six, eight and four or whatever, and it's not a New Year's Day Bowl, yeah. then I still want to win. I want to win anytime Tennessee, anytime I'm playing in something, anything, the times the Titans, the Grizzlies, the Vols, I'm in a better mood and I want my teams to win. There are times where I – know that hey we probably don't have a great shot of winning this but let's see how it goes i'm you know whatever the case might be i'll still be bummed if we lose but this game does matter because of everything you just said i if 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 he goes out and plays and i also think that iowa has a big part in this if we were playing uh ohio state oklahoma um Missouri is a perfect example, but we've already played them, so it's a bad example. But I'm talking about a team that is a good, solid football team offensively and defensively. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, like this, this is this is a test, not because just not I know that he only plays against the defense, but like some of the stuff you're saying, like this offense is gonna put pressure 
on our defense. They're going to score, yeah. which is in pressure for him to go tick for tag back and back. I feel like Iowa, and I agree with you. Like I, you know, I hope he gets one right in the chops and he gets a big boy football hit and like, okay, like I'm Gucci. And then, you know, if he does have a really nice throw, but it gets tipped and picked, and it's not his fault, but it's still on INT or. Maybe he does have a guy on a big third down and he misses it. I, I'm with you. Let's see how he comes back and responds. And uh, But I think it's Iowa, and I truly think our defense is going to play really, really well. And I think Tennessee can blow them out with Nico yeah. because of – not that he has to do anything spectacular, Kyler, but – and you're going to see the quick passes to the sideline that we saw with Joe. But what about when we do have the deep crossing dig – the deep dig or the deep crosser or the climb route – or the shot deep, and he hits one or two of those. You and I, don't let Joe make us forget what this team did two years ago. It is very much a domino effect. You hit one or two or three of those, and Iowa could be looking up being like, holy shit, this is 2013, 14, 15, whenever y'all body bagged them again. And, yeah. and I really believe that. That's why I'm like, this dynamic changes completely. I think the spread was Tennessee minus seven. I'm like, I'm all in. Because what happens if we score? Iowa can't score with us. They can't score with anyone. <laughs> So yeah, just, I agree, and and and, I, and it matters. It matters because, like you said, if he goes and plays well, yeah. and everyone's like, "My gosh, watch out next year!" All that hype can only bring in more players and all that stuff. So I think it does matter. I think it does matter because of what I said, but at the same time, it doesn't matter because the season's over, right? This isn't he. This is the best game of the season for him to get his first start. That's that's what I believe. The best possible game for this entire season for him to get the start is this game. Like it would be bad. Like it would be very rocky if his first start is versus an SEC team in the middle of the season. It would be rocky if his first start is in the middle of the season and he has to like try and figure it out and finish out. Him having a month to prepare getting ready for a team who can't score on offense and in a bowl game that doesn't take us to an SC championship, doesn't prevent us from going somewhere, doesn't alter, you know, how you are in the standings, like maybe a first game of the year would in 2024. Like this game's better than any of the first games in 2024 for him to make his first start. Like that's where that's, that's the part where I'm like, it it doesn't matter because it's it's the best game for him to play. First. I still think I still think I don't think the season's over. I think this is a way to capitalize the season. When we talk about twenty twenty two, we talk about beating Alabama, beating Florida, being ranked number one, and in Orange Bowl victory over Clemson. So this still does matter. Like I still want to be able to say we whipped Iowa or we beat Iowa in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl on New Year's Day. I mean, that, I that do, is – I do too. I'm just saying right. of the 13 games this year and the first game of 2024, so 14 total games, what is the best possible game for Nico to get his I, first I'm not start? arguing that. I'm just arguing that it still matters. But I also think one point that you haven't brought up is I like that he has a month to prepare. I also like that he has an entire offseason to go back, learn from his mistakes, watch the film, be like, okay, yeah, like this does make sense. And then obviously confidence helps. So if he goes out and plays well and he's like, okay, like that mm -hmm. helps him settle in to being the, 
not necessarily has to be the leader, but being like, okay, I'm Gucci. And he might already know he's Gucci. I'm just saying, depending on different athletes, sometimes it's yeah. nice to get in there. And I, I mean, I remember like going to Memphis and you probably have something like this too. I was going to Memphis and I was like, yo, like these dudes are going to be like freak shows. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hang like, you know, a little bit nervous. Like I had confidence in my ability, but I was like, they're, when you don't know what college football is and you've just seen it on TV and then you go there, you're like, I don't, I don't know. And I got there and I was my first practice. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm totally fine. Not necessarily because I couldn't, I couldn't run as fast or jump as high or anything like that. But mentally I was so far ahead of the game against any of the other freshmen, but also I was like, physically I'm, I'm fine. Like, and I was 180, 85 pounds in, but I was still like, I'm, I'm fine. And so And I'm sure he already knows that because he has been around it for a whole season, but it still helps if you go out and ball out against Iowa. No, definitely. Definitely still helps. I mean, I, this is, this is just like the perfect opportunity for us, for Tennessee in the future, for Josh Heupel, for Nico. Like, it's just like, thank you. I, I'm like, I don't know what they told Joe, but maybe they're like, listen, bud, like, he just uh right off into the sunset there, but like yeah. give us this. Uh Nico's gonna play, okay? Uh we don't need you anymore. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care how it happened or how it came to this, but I am fired up. And I'm also fired up for these highlights. Heck yeah. I there's there's a couple times, Kyler, where I straight up just went, wow. And I even drew the eye emoji, those eyes where it's like <laughs> I, I drew some of those on my notes. So let's start this off. Uh, go ahead with Jordan Ross. and Let's, let's go. Um, first thing I noticed at Jordan Ross is this, this buddy's gained weight, right? He's, yeah. put on some, he's put on some LB yeah. since last year. Last year, very athletic, but like stringy, right? Kind of just tall, lanky. I think he's like 6'5", 220 last year. I didn't, and and I we talked about it after the fact, but I I've noticed that with some other people. Like I mentioned to you that I thought Gage Ginther had had looked bigger, yeah. which is which is great to see with any of these dudes. Sorry, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple guys on here. Um, uh, another thing I thought I thought of, me, of you immediately. Just swag level went through the roof. And dude, yeah. wearing that number five, like just swaggy dude. Um, built for it. I am so, 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 so excited for Jordan Ross. I mean, he looks the part. He fits the scheme. This guy built and runs past dudes, runs over dudes, comes with violence, fits with his hands. He's got pass rush moves. I I mean, just watching him, I'm like, yeah, no shit. This guy's a five-star. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is the most obvious five-star I've seen. Um, he had a couple plays where I was just like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Like, when he would come up and hit dudes, uh, like, shocking. Um, did I didn't, you like, find write a, down did any you find of the stuff. But, like, I saw, you know, when I watch as a tackle, I'm like, all right, what, what's this guy's move? Right. And I'll talk about it later with some of the other guys. We're like, what's this guy's move? And he's got a swim. He's got a dip. I saw him working some some swipes of hands. Um, I mean, he's he's just an overall player. I, I mean, the guy's a freak athlete with a great body type, 
that I'm just like, bro, put him on the other side of James Pierce and let's yeah. go freaking eat. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's go eat. Did you did you find a, a full season highlight or did you have to watch game by game? Game by game. So, Kyler, I don't I'm not going to sound as excited about him as I am some of these other ones. That doesn't mean that I don't think that he's the best player in this class. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a five-star for a reason. He's the number one edge rusher in America. Yep. If you're telling me that the university that I root for got arguably, arguably the number one quarterback last year, they're going to give me a number one edge rusher this year. I want everybody to shut up about Heifel's recruiting. <laughs> it's great to get good running backs and receivers and linebackers and whatever. But if you bring me the best, the best quarterbacks and the best edge rushers, we're going to have a chance. Now, obviously, I love D tackles and I love some really good corners because of how important that is. But you're off to a well of a start when you get the maybe arguably the best one in the nation last year as a quarterback and this year's edge rusher. The other thing is, too, I remember, I don't know how realistic it was, but the Elijah Russell rushing guy from Tucson, Arizona, who went to Arizona, decommitted Tennessee, was in on him for a little bit. And I was like, if Tennessee had somehow pulled in the number one and number two edge rushers, that would have been insanity. But mm -hmm. I get it. He's from Arizona, and he's going to Oregon. Oregon's a very, very good football program, and he doesn't have to cross the country. So exactly. I, I get it. I don't think that that's a bad a bad um, recruiting battle loss for Heupel. Like, let's let's put some common sense here. I mean, they were, um, it, yeah, they were almost in the playoffs this year. Like, uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> that's not a that's not a lackluster program. No, and like I said, Oregon's much closer to Arizona than Tennessee is. So. Yeah. Jordan Ross, man, his his get off is is ridiculous with his size and length. Like you said, he's not just a finesse guy with that size and length. He is bulkier. He will hit you hard. He will be physical. He will finish physically. He, I love seeing the. I mean, when he dipped under, dude didn't have a chance. Mm -hmm. And and I'm no offense to this other team he was playing, but number 76, when they showed the back angle, it was one of the worst performances. The stance, <laughs> the, the the lineman was not open. He did not. He did, yeah. He he did not have his feet one here and one here. No. He was only two here, and then he turns his whole back to try to get back there because he knows Jordan's so fast. There's Jordan, a like, what is this idiot doing? Pushes him and comes back inside. So that was silly, but I mean, uh, just super nice dipping clothes, nice setup out and back. Like I said, 76 had no chance. I have no idea what the coaches were doing to 76 there. Power and physicality. And then I went back because I couldn't find a ton of stuff from his senior year, but it was just going game by game. I went back to the first one of his junior year and fell all in love, fell in love with him again after watching the senior year stuff. His junior year, it's, goal line he is on the far left side yeah he points it out before yeah, before the play <laughs> before the play and then his ass as the backside edge guy runs the he comes off physical makes a pop real you know he already knows where it's going he runs down the line of scrimmage i mean it's like a, a disney movie vibe dude trying to stick the <laughs> ball out and jordan comes in finishes with another guy 
he gets up. He's like, ah, like, yeah. I'm like, yes, I'll play with you and you can play on my team seven out of seven days. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that I, I, you put that on your film. It's like one of the first plays. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is the guy. And because it's, you, it's a combination of everything. Yes. It's literally that one play is like a combination of effort, of of smarts, of physicality, of finish, finish, hustle, athleticism. Like art. it's everything in one. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 you know, as big as he is and as fast as he is, I can see all the dips, swing moves, yeah. all that. But you show me that, I'm like, whatever he wants, <laughs> Give it get to him, him, get him here. So yeah, he's. It's really, really cool. Really cool to add him. And I, like I said, I don't want me to be excited about Jake or Braylon or some of these other ones we're going to talk about today. Let Jordan is is the guy and the dude. And like you said, add him with JP, with Joshua Joseph, with um, Young King, Shadavian Bradley, mm-hmm. and um, a little. Uh, not Elijah, Eli. <laughs> are you uh, are you confusing Elijah and Caleb? Caleb Herring. <laughs> there you go. So so you get four legit edge guys with that same size, speed, body type. I mean, Scary. it's them, just let them off the leash. Okay, like, give me a nice third down package. Yes. So I am very excited to hear about Bennett because. Go ahead. When he committed, mm-hmm. you and I had just got a phone call about some comments that you made about a recruit, and you and I said, "Yo, this ain't worth it. We're not. We're not talking about recruits anymore. We'll wait till they commit." Yeah. This we we don't want to be a hindrance to staffers and people. So, but I remember watching his stuff, and I was like, I was like, this guy's film is awful. I understood why Tennessee gave him. <laughs> I understood why Tennessee gave him an offer because he's 6'8", 330, and he moved decent. But his film was – his junior year film was terrible. Watching the little bit of I watched this year, and I say a little bit because it was still game clips, yeah. I was – he was vastly improved. <clears throat> he was. But I want to hear what you have to say. He was vastly improved. He has not completed – he has not completed his football journey yet. Let's say that. Um, like you said – Bennett is a massive, massive individual. Uh, he is head and shoulders and probably 50 pounds bigger than everyone else on the film. Um, and that's how he plays. He just controls dudes once he gets his hands on them. He plays like he's bigger than everybody. And that makes sense. He's always been bigger than everybody. The one thing, you know, obviously I'm watching. I'm like, all right, great. Like you're big and you move this dude out of the way. You're you're still moving him out of the way and higher than he is, Mm -hmm. right? His pad level's down here, and you're still just pushing him along. Um, There is just like some plays. It's like no footwork, right? Like like he's not even stepping with the right foot, but he grabs a hold of Buddy and throws him out the club. So it's like, I see the footwork that needs to be worked on. I see the pad level that needs to be worked on. But he's just so massive of an individual that you can kind of get away with that stuff. And I've seen guys that I thought were trash, that I thought couldn't do it, 
and they got all pro. Like I really thought Orlando Brown was going to fall on his face. Like once he got to the next level, because he's so slow, he has no footwork. He can barely move. He doesn't adjust very well, but that dude is so damn big. No one can get around him. That is literally like his saving grace. Like if he is, if he is, Three inches shorter and 30 pounds lighter, he doesn't make it in the NFL. With with his athletic ability, if he's not 6'8 and not 330, he doesn't make it in the NFL. Um, it's, it's funny you bring him up because I immediately thought of – well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. He's just like the comp that I always use for big dudes who don't move well. That is Orlando Brown. And Orlando Brown's been all pro – been not all pro, been to the Pro Bowl four or five times um never been on pro let's let's not get twisted here that's a little different it's a different category than the pro bowl um but as a former offensive line kind of coach and trainer having a dude this big and nasty and i watch a couple plays of him pulling and i'm like okay like he's kind of you know He's got a lot on his feet. He can move a little bit for 330. Like, all right, let me bring him in. Let me get my hands on him. Let me teach him some footwork. And I think this guy can go somewhere. And, I, you know, I think that's the same thing. And I will say this. I know Tennessee fans are a little butthurt about Orlando Brown because he didn't come to Tennessee. He ended up going to Oklahoma. And the reasoning for that is because Buddy didn't have high enough test scores to get in at Tennessee. He got turned away because of it. Um, and Oklahoma was able to give him a chance. Uh, so Were you in school when all that was happening or something? You, I didn't even know he was supposed to come here. I was there. I met, or, I met Orlando Brown when he was a high schooler and was coming out. Was were we like his favorite or something or like were you he was going he was committed and going to come here? Oh, I didn't know that. And he was not able to because of his test scores. It had nothing to do with the coaching staff, us losing him, any of that stuff. It was literally his test scores, and they could not admit him into the school. And then Oklahoma was able to make some stuff happen and get him in. His test scores must have been horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. I remember when Coach Mo told me, he was like, damn it. He's like, we lost him. And I was like, why? He, I thought he was all gung-ho. Like, I had a full conversation with him about, like, I love Coach Mahoney. Like, he's going to get you right. Like, he put a lot of pressure on me, but I was able to step up. And, like, I'll always be here to, like, help with anything. Um, you know, and, you know, we're a close-knit unit, O-line room, all that kind of stuff. And, like – he was gung ho, and then he was like, he just his test scores, man. They just he couldn't get in here. That's wild. Yeah, wild. Yeah, I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. So, I thought about Orlando and the conversations you and I have had. So, not just even Orlando, but a guy like Trent Brown, who's in the league, and some of these different guys. It's funny if you said you said if you take away three inches and thirty pounds, and everyone's like, well, yeah, that's a lot, and it's like. That means the individual would still be 6'5", 300, which is, <laughs> which is plenty big enough to play college football or NFL football. But 
So when I watched him last year, like I said, I was like, dude, this film is hot garbage. I was, but, but I, I knew I said, I get it. I, you can't create, you can't teach six, eight, 300 pounds and who's wide as could be. Mm-hmm. And so I will give him a massive kudos and credit that it looks like he's improved drastically. So if he's improved drastically in one year in high school, then that's exciting. And it, I, it's just it's just wild to say this, but in all the films that we've ever watched, it's like we wouldn't be surprised at all if Bennett was the one that made it to the league strictly because of that. You know what I mean? It, it's, Seriously. It's, he, he could come in and redshirt a year and then start the next two years or three years and be a three or fourth round, a third or fourth round draft pick and end up playing for 10 years because size truly does matter at a certain level. And I thought, I think his feet are good enough so far. I thought his pulling was fine. And, you know, there's plenty of guys his size that they're not going to ever have him pull. They're just going to let him be a tackle or whatever case it may be. But I thought his feet were good enough. I mean, mm-hmm. he does have some nasty to him. I mean, I also didn't think he got too handsy, which which is which was a good thing. I personally didn't think he got super handsy. Maybe that's because he was slow and they'd get away from him. But I didn't feel like when he got him, he just held him and held him like he'd almost like hit him or whatever, and then pancake him. Which I'd rather see that than a potential hold. Yeah, you like always say, you you said this on the last pod. Like you give me someone who's big, who's got some pretty good feet and some nasty, and like we'll coach him up, and that's exactly what they're going to do with him. Yeah. And I will give and I'll give Bennett a lot of credit. Um, I don't know how much last minute pressure he was getting from other schools, but he always was true to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's great to see. We do have to remember that just because a message board or a fan from Colorado or from Oklahoma or Texas or whatever is like, Bennett, come here. And he's yeah. like, hey, no, I'm all good. Like, yeah, that's cool to see, but it, we don't know if they if one of those schools called and been like, hey, what's Tennessee giving you? Okay, we can give you this come on a visit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't want to annul him as being the the biggest true vault for life because we don't know what other people are saying, but I do at least appreciate it to some degree. Seeing it, 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 well, it helps. I mean, it just helps us when he's on Twitter. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I'm staying home. But uh, anyways, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with him. Yeah, I am too. I mean, he's <laughs> one of the biggest guys we'll have on the team since big Dan. <laughs> yeah. These, so. these next three, Caleb, Peyton, and Edwin. Love them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's jump into Caleb first. Yep. Go ahead. Um 180. I think that's like the perfect size for a corner. Uh and dude, the footwork on his reactions is what I absolutely love. The uh, oh, I'm oh oh you're you're stopping for a comeback. Oh wait, no, that was a a start and stop. Oh, I'm still with you, buddy. Like I I'm still right on your hip. The oh uh, someone's coming to the flat out of the backfield and I got to react to it and sticks a certain ground and goes. Um, just the start and the stop, his ability to his footwork like. That shit impressed me so much, and I don't even know anything about a DB's footwork and exactly how it's supposed to be. But, man, like watching his hips just like stay open as he's running down the field and then being able to just put his foot in the ground and, and change direction. I was like, holy crap, this guy's athletic. Um, his 
he's physical in coverage too. Like he's not going to let a wide receiver run through him, right? Like you might see like the bigger wide receivers, say a DK Metcalf, get an upper hand on some of these corners. It's like Caleb being 6'1", 180, is like big enough to kind of like, hey, I'm if you're going to stick your hand out, I'm still armbarring you and yeah. pushing you towards the sideline. Like using the sideline as my other DB on this, my double coverage. Um, and a, a strong tackler, a strong tackler. And I use strong specifically because I much, I very much felt like if he wasn't necessarily the perfect technique on a tackle, wasn't necessarily getting his head across. It was like, guys are not getting away from him. If he gets a hold of you, if he gets there, you're not getting away. Like he's going to sling you down. I mean, that one where he broke into the flat, picked Buddy up off the ground and slammed him. It's just like, man, Caleb. Like I, I, I am so excited for what he can bring to that DB room. And he is a true corner to me. I don't see it. Like some of these other guys that we watched, it's like, eh, he could be a safety, he could be a nickel, maybe a corner. Like we're, we're kind of jumping around like where he might. This is a true corner right here. Kyler, I I love I love KB. Um I love Caleb a lot. A true corner is exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's high school or not. The fact that he basically lines up and pressures your ass man to man. I people, if you've never done it, you don't know how stressful and how difficult it is. Just think about it. I've always said on here. Go outside. If you got kids, if you got a friend, if you got whoever, try to stay with them when they know where they're going and you don't know where they're going. Yeah. And he does it where it looks so easy, so effortless, so routine. He's got that dog about him because you can just tell by the way he acts. He's like, like, let's go. Like, it's I'm not worried about you beating me over top. I'm not worrying about you being more out physical than me. I'm not like I'm just here, and you have to have that as a corner, especially where it's if if he does get beat, we all get beat. Come right back and be like, you know, you got lucky, whatever the case might be. Like, let's can go. I'm gonna get yeah. one back, and so he plays that way. But his feet, uh, two plays that I was so impressed with is he ate that double move up like it was nothing. nothing. They tried to hit him. He was like, uh, he opened. He was, and he does a really good job of opening and keeping eyes on receiver, quarterback, whatever. He opens, he gets back, he kind of stops. Like, do I need to break on this? They tried to hit him with it. He opens back up and runs. He used the sideline perfectly. So that play was super impressive. I love the play that was like one of the first plays of one of the highlights because he didn't have a highlight film. It was games. He's in press coverage. They tried to run him out. He runs maybe five yards. He some I don't know if he had his head in the back you field. If someone's yelling run 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 and he hears it, he turns back around and makes a stick. And I think it was it might have been a tackle for a loss at line the right at the line of scrimmage. And I'm like, you have a cor- you have a corner that's just not going to take the easy way out. And you all think I might be joking? Yeah, there's plenty of corners um, that are even maybe pretty good. And the last thing they want to do is tackle. And the fact that he had the opportunity that he could have kept running a few more steps, like, oh, I'm in man. Like, I didn't know what was up. 
No, he turned around, stuck his freaking face in there, and made the tackle. I'm like, he's a yeah. ball people player. Just, people just saw Chargers corners do that a week and a half ago. <laughs> like they just gave up. They just started running down the sideline. Like didn't want to tackle anybody coming on a run. Are you honestly, you see it a, a good amount in the NFL, and I don't know if it's just business decisions. Like they're not scared to not make a tackle, but they just don't. They're like, yo, if we're losing or our season's over. Like I don't need to get an extra contact. I don't need an yeah. extra you know, physicality on this body. But when I saw that, I was like, that just speaks so much to him. Is like, and he played offense. He played some punt returns. So he's just a footballer. He wants to win. He wants to compete. But the fact that he is nasty, nasty at a very premium position is um, it's, it's super, super impressive. Super impressive. I think the other one that was in crazy impressive and it was really good film because it was this, it was the side of the actual camera. But he opens up, he's running, quarterback's rolling out, he's got his receiver here. He's stuck to him. Like I like I always say, hip pocket. He's in his hip pocket. He shoves the receiver out of bounds, which is such a smart and veteran yes. move. It's such a smart veteran move because then if he catches it out of bounds, it's incomplete. If he comes back in and doesn't reset himself, then it's illegal touching. He yeah. gets him out of bounds. The quarterback panics. He throws it right to Caleb. Caleb picks his and house calls it. I'm like, as a freaking high schooler doing shit like that, like that's a, that yeah. It was, was like a it was like a either either coming across the field in in a crossing route or like a, a, a no, it was a, a comeback. No, it was a comeback. He worked the receiver was gonna like work up and then come back. Okay. And then like he was just staying with them as the quarterback's like rolling out right in front of his face. And then he's just like, screw you. Just like pushes him out of the sideline and waits there and throws it right to him. I'm telling you, the 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 sideline is your best friend as as a corner and as a safety when you come over. He's like I said, he's so smooth. He's in the hip pocket. He I've already said he couldn't have played the double move any better. He shoots his gun, he's physical. Um, the, there was another one that was so routine. He really, he, so he's playing press. So he realizes it's a run. He engages immediately, sheds a guy. And that was the one he made the TFL. And it's like, okay, if this guy can, if, if he's good enough, if Ricky's good enough, if Jordan's good enough, if, uh, Christian Harrison's good enough, if, Christian Conyers were good enough. Any of those dudes are good enough to play man and play mm -hmm. press man. Tim Banks and Coach Heupel and that defensive staff as a whole, I mean, they are like – it opens the door for them to do so much more. Talk about blitzing. <laughs> Tim Banks is going to be a kid in a candy store sending them freaking man blitzes. I mean, if you can if you can lock somebody up like this and then still come off and make tackles, you need, he's awesome. He's Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I, I'm not going to be surprised if we see him starting playing this as a freshman and starting as like a true sophomore. Uh, he's 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 going to be cold-blooded. Yeah, we, really we got some depth issues in that DB room. So Yeah. All right, Peyton Lewis, another guy that I absolutely love. Absolutely love Peyton. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen a film with so many broken tackles. Yeah. I mean, this man, there is no such thing as an arm tackle in Peyton Lewis's universe. Um, just, it, it, every, I, like, I can't even put it into words how many tackles he breaks. It's insane. Like, everyone should go and watch. Um, I absolutely love that his offense does a little bit of both when running the ball. 
They do inside runs a lot. They do counters and powers up inside in the middle of the box. And Peyton is very good at finding those holes. Counter power is sometimes difficult because guys will go too fast, right? Or go too slow. You have to time it up with your pullers and with your down blocks. Everyone's crossing, right? Down blocks going this way. Pullers coming back around. So you really have to wait for the X and then the whole, the gap starting, starts to widen and open up and you got to hit it. He's great at it. He is great at it. There's also pitches. There's also a lot of these outside runs where it's like, hey, we're going to get two pullers in front of you and let you go outside and use your speed. He is so good at making his pullers right in their blocks. He slows down. He gives a little patience. Maybe puts a hand on their back. He's just like, all right, you make this block for me. And then his zero to 60 of like, I'm taking off now. See ya. Bye. Like no one touches him. He's got speed for days. Um, And if there's ever a guy in a running, this is exactly what I want in a running back, is a guy who understands where the hole's going to be and is a guy who can make me right as a blocker. There are so many guys I've played with, high school and college, um, even a couple dudes on practice squad in the NFL, that they are, oh, it's an A-gap run, A-gap run, A-gap run, A-gap run, and they don't think, hey, my guard is trying to block this 330 defensive tackle, and this is where his head's at, and the defensive tackle can see me right now. If I just hug his left hip instead of his right, He'll overreact, and I'll be able to make him find that hole. Like, some running backs understand of it, some don't. And he understands it. He really, really does. He can make the guys in front of him make their blocks, which is what you want. So, um, Caleb Beasley, Peyton Lewis, and Edwin Spillman all were one of the, the plays where I was like, whoa. When, so Peyton really got me interested. Uh, so I, I was like, let, let me see how he this guy ranks up as, as a r- running back. Because I'm watching, and I was like, I don't know how he's not a five-star or who's better than this. And so I found out there's no five-stars on, I think I was looking at 24-7. There's no five-star running backs this year. So there's only four. There's 25 four-stars. I think he's like 16th, 17th. I don't know. Maybe, maybe better than that. I forget. I went and watched the number one guy, and he it's like Taylor Tatum. I think he's from Texas, and he's committed to maybe Oklahoma. And I watched, and I felt like I was watching Peyton Lewis. The only difference was is I'm assuming the competition, one's playing in Texas, one's playing in, in Virginia. So I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, there's the competition's going to be much different there. But their pro play style, the um, – the, the big plays they made, how they did it with it, they looked very, very similar. And I was like, okay, that, that's what I thought. It was almost like some reassurance, like this guy is an absolute problem yeah. freak show. And I, I have one thing on here, Kyler, that he's a finisher. And you don't – you maybe hear finisher more as like a, a defense alignment, like a defense alignment or a uh, offense alignment or – no, he's a finisher because – he finishes run. There was four to six times 
when I paused it and I said, no way he scores. No way he scores. And he scores. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Yeah. I was like, Peyton, are you serious, bro? It's incredible. And he's not it's almost it's almost like Dylan Sampson and Cam Seldon like had a baby because he's got Dylan Sampson speed and cuts. Six one two oh five. He's got Cam Seldon size and maybe a little bit of that power. And and I was so happy that you brought it up. Whether he's playing at quarterback and they're doing the Wildcats, whether they run a counter, a power, an off tackle, a toss, he's doing tons of stuff. There's eye formation. Everyone knows who's the key, who's the main man, what they yep. have to do, and they can't stop him. And it's 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 wild to me how he gets inside the he's in that traffic and he's in that mess and he sidesteps and makes a guy miss. Then another guy tackles and he breaks it off. And then he it, it was I was so, so impressed. And so, you know, what I have here, wow, finisher, patient, power, speed, great cuts. Yep. Um, awesome balance and break tackle for a guy that you would think is, you know, 6'1, 180, 190, maybe 200. It's like, you know, that's probably more of just an average balance speed guy. And it's like, no, he's got power. Um, whether it's between the tackles, outside, different types of runs, his feet and his vision, which I, I kind of put that vision kind of with what you're talking about. Like, he's just – he gets it. He just gets mm -hmm. it. Like, he knows how to set blocks up. He knows how to play off his guys. Yep. I I saw one, and, it, and I forget what highlight it was. Or I don't know if it was a senior year or whatever it was that I found or if it was a different – or if it was a – just one of the games. But there was a hit that some linebacker put on him. It was a 41-second mark. And this middle linebacker ran the line of scrimmage and blasted him, blasted Peyton, and Peyton took it like a champ and didn't even basically stop running. That linebacker didn't get up. At the end of the play, you could see Peyton's running and that linebacker sitting there. And he's the one that ran the line of scrimmage and had the free kill shot at Peyton. Yeah. It's like some dudes, <laughs> some dudes that we've played football with were they could be big. But if you hit them, like, they're going down. Like, you you can hit them. They're going, and then there's some other ones that they could have been really big or small or whatever. They just – it's like I, we yeah. used to joke, matter of fact, at Memphis, one of our, our smaller running backs would just be like he kind of had some little man syndrome, but he was a pretty good runner and he ran hard. And there was plenty of guys on the team that were bigger than him. And if you hit him and the other guys the same, they were going down. He wasn't. And he'd always joke. And I started joking, like, big body weight. I mean, he was like 175 pounds. He's like, I got big body weight. And it's – that's dense. It's, like, it's dense, 175 pounds. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like I've seen guys that go down at 240, and not, not to say that they don't run tough or anything, but they're going down at that shot, and he ate that shot like it was nothing and kept going. I was so impressed. He has it all. He, yeah, he really whether does. it's Whether it's the patience, whether he needs to juke a couple dudes, whether he needs to break a tackle, whether he needs to set somebody up, one cut and house call it. Peyton Lewis is a is a freak. He's he's freak. a stuff. The the couple things I guess I would say, you know, we always look for in running backs is like the hands, right? What what's he what's he getting in the in the flat, right? Catching a ball, all that kind of stuff, and then the pass pro, which I don't think we got to see a lot of. And I think that's kind of because of what you mentioned. Like Peyton is his team. Like everyone knows who the ball's going to. And they're like, all right, we're running the ball, we're putting him in wildcat, we're 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 doing whatever we got to do. Um, so, 
I'm excited. Very well, excited for you, Peyton. If you remember his last year's film, he did have some where he was catching and swinging. I think he had like a he had a wheel route right out of the backfield that he caught, so he can do it. This was another guy that I liked his junior film, so I didn't hate it like Bennett's, mm. but I, I I liked Peyton's junior year film, but I love love his senior, senior yeah. year film. So yeah, I agree. He's definitely a guy who who got better. Yes, over the year. Uh, all right, Edwin. I want you to start this one off. I want to, I want to hear what you got to say. My the linebacker, dude. First play, first play with Edwin. He murdered. Like he was shot, not out of a gun, not out of a cannon. He was shot out of. A, he was a missile coming from a freaking plane. Yeah. The the speed that he got there, I was like, what did I just watch? Replay. I was like, holy shit, replay. I'm like, am I seeing this? Is yeah. did he? Is that the quarterback? Did he get the running back? Like what? So and There's I a couple what, plays where I went, oh yes, he is. I reach we, out, we, lost we, your words. <laughs> we we've seen we've seen some really good, in my opinion, high school highlight linebacker films. Uh huh. Where I'm like, this guy's a good player, like really. How does that translate to the to the next level? Like I don't know. Like we like Jeremiah T. Lander, and we've seen that he's already been able to translate it some as a freshman. I'm yeah. not going to say T. Lander came out and set the world on fire because that necessarily wasn't the case. But as a true freshman, when he was in there, I knew he was giving all effort and he was going to be physical, taking on blocks. I'm like, okay, sure. love love to see that. Yep. But there's there's other guys that the other two linebackers in T. Lander's group I liked, whether it was Arian Carter and I think a Jalen Smith. I think. Mm-hmm. And so I liked them. I liked those films a lot. And, but I watch Edwin and I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's product of the moment or what, I just feel like he plays at a different speed and violence yes. than maybe, than maybe those guys. Yes. And so it's like, is this what we've been missing? And I tried to look up his 40 time because size, he, he's, he's a fine size. He's six two two fifteen. No big deal. He's going to get I think, bigger. I, he, I honestly think, I honestly think he might be a little heavier than that. Like just looking at him, he looks because I think he was listed as that his junior year too, and I'm like he's thicker than he was his junior year. I'm hoping he's more like two thirty. I didn't want to watch Catholic get beat, and I only went to one game this year, and Catholic had a great, great year uh, for what we expected. Mm. I should have gone down to watch Catholic play. Um, let's come just, yeah. just for even if I just stopped by for 15 minutes to see Caleb and to see uh Edwin in person, like size wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I bring up, I mean, I think his size is fine. I wanted to look up his 40 because he might be a four six guy that play fast, but then again, he's playing in the state of Tennessee. So I'm like, is this guy a legit four 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 five guy? I, I don't know because he plays fast, which which is really truly all that matters. Yeah, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking that way because. The one thing I need to see out of Tennessee is more back-end speed at corner, at safety, and at linebacker. Aaron Beasley, we love Aaron Beasley. Not the fastest guy by any stretch of imagination. He played admirably because he played with his other intelligence, his his uh, angles, his natural yep. football instincts. We all know that, Kay, that Elijah Herring had a rough go of it this year. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that changes. But an Arian Carter and an Edwin Spillman in a year or two, 
natural abilities, they should be absolute menaces on defense because they both play fast and physical, violent. But they're also you. There's something about a guy at a linebacker, especially in high school, and if he's big enough and strong and fast enough, in college he can get away with it. It's just like this crazy guy, he's going to take on a block, he's going to make tackles. But we know that football is transitioning into a space game, into a – you have to be able to run. You have to be in the right spot. So you just can't have, you know, the guy off the replacements who's one of my favorite actors is like, ah, like that's great and stuff, but you have to have someone that can do it at all facets. And Edwin does it whether it's – running the line of scrimmage, whether it's blitzing, pass coverage, chasing a guy sideline to sideline, filling the gap. When he gets there, he brings a pissed-off attitude. He literally yep. does He does it all. I mean, he even had a really nice move. I know it wasn't necessarily a blitz. He was going to block a punt, but he did an ole on somebody that was like a pass rush move. I mean, Kyler, I, Edwin's, Edwin's a, a damn pit bull, and I just hope that his physical traits – will translate to SEC ball so that the player that we see on that film yeah. can be that in SEC. Does that make sense? Yes, that totally makes gonna, sense. I agree, complete, give- I agree completely with everything you said. Like, the way that he plays with violence, like, I did – like, I saw a few plays of a lineman coming up to try and block him and Edwin literally sticking his hands in that dude's chest. Yeah. Like, legit, yeah. exactly what you teach as a linebacker coach of, like, extending the offensive lineman away from you and shedding him, he did. Like, t- like perfect. Like, you're supposed to do it. Then you got him – when he gets the opportunity, he is laying you out. Like – he wants to hit you as hard as he possibly can. I love that out of linebackers. And man, his timing on yeah. stuff, his timing on the blitzes, you know how many time blitzes we do with our linebackers. He's already doing it in high school. And his timing on his pursuit. There are plays where it's an outside toss, outside run, whatever. He's got to work through traffic and get to that running back. And he makes a tackle for loss without being touched. He gets through the traffic of, you know, six, seven blockers, the six or seven guys they're blocking, and makes a tackle not touched. Like, that is not an easy thing to do. And his ability to, like, just flow, 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 go. Flow, 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 go. Like, he picks his his points, I thought was just so impressive out of him. So it's like block shedding, I see. Violence, when he gets to the ball, I see. His read and react, I see. The only thing that I was like wanting more of is like, I want to see him in coverage. I want to see him more, like covering guys more. Because every run, I was like, this. I ain't worried about nothing with Edwin. Like I am excited about him getting out on the field. Like when you say like these three guys right here, Caleb, Peyton, and Edwin, like – they're the most exciting film, and they're the ones where I'm like, I mean, throw them in. Like, maybe get some playing time out of these guys. Uh, like, those are – like, heck, yeah. I'd love to see them out there. Um, Wait, what do you mean? I, I'm all with you. And what do you, mean, see, to, what do you mean see them out there? They can't play against Iowa. You're talking about early next year? Yes, I'm talking about, like, being freshmen and playing. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's one guy who will just lay out. 
for a tackle. And you don't always see that kind of like, I don't care. I'm going to make the tackle out of guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so to a certain extent, I think linebacker is probably one of the easiest positions to play. And I, I know I only played it at a high school level, mm-hmm. but it's, if you're, if you just give effort and be physical, it's, it's, that's 75% of the battle. Yes. You still have to have your eyes in the right spot. If you got a back out of the backfield or if you have a tight end and you need to be able to run, you know, um, decently well, but if you're just, if you just give that effort, be somewhat instinctual, like you can play a linebacker. And I say all that to say there were times this year that I was downright embarrassed that we didn't have another linebacker. And I know we had injuries and stuff like that, but, and I'm not trying to beat him up too much, but there were some plays this year that we talked about where Elijah's not even touching someone and no one's even touching him. So just to see someone that plays linebacker the way it's supposed to be played by just hair on fire and going blast people. And like I said, if his physical traits are good enough to translate to the SEC ball, then he's going to play exactly like the film that we just saw. I just, you know, that's an act, that's a real thing. That that's a real, real thing. And so, I, I love him. I I can't imagine going up against a defense where you got Caleb Beasley and Edwin Spillman on the same same side. Mm-hmm. And Jordan has it. Jordan Ross has it because he's just a freak. He's a legitimate alien. He's a five star. Yeah. But Caleb and Edwin also have that Madden glitch that I talk about where if they need to close on someone, whether it's a tackle or for Caleb and coverage, that it looks like they just Madden zoomed, like yep. uh, teleported to you. They close really quick. And I remember thinking that last year, I think it was about maybe Arian and Jalen. But when they get you kind of in that area, they're, they're closing quick. So, um, yeah, love. I love Edwin. Love him. Yeah, I do too. Very excited about Edwin. Love that he's a Nashville guy, um, Tennessee, keeping in the state. So, yeah. uh, all right, Kellen Lindstrom. So, you watched this film about a week ago. You thought maybe we'd do it on that one, so we're doing it on this one. One thing I wrote down about, about Kellen, I said, wreaking havoc. Like, yes. Buddy is trying to wreak havoc wherever he goes. Um, like sneaky athletic, I guess I would say. Uh, and his, his strength and hands when he is fighting through blocks is very noticeable. Like saw a couple like hump moves, like the, you know, the old Reggie white, like hump moves. Um, I saw just like some stabs, some literally just fighting through dudes outside shoulders uh, to get to the quarterback. He works the edge well. Uh, you know, he is fast enough to chase down from the backside. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the violence that he brings when he does have that opportunity. Uh, he's going to lay you out if he gets the chance. And I think he plays smart, too. I I, I think he uh, – I like when I – when I look at him, I, as I'm watching, I see these like plays of which, oh, he's headed up field on the uh, right tackle. And as he's going up field, he feels the presence of the tackle, like not quite coming into him. He notices a possible handoff in the backfield and just spins yeah. immediately yeah. and comes back into the play. It's like, those kinds of things are 
so cerebral, just like understanding the game of football that I think Kellen has that he's just like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Like this makes sense. Like it's not him going, oh, now's the time to spin when I have this look at this thing that's happened at this moment. No, it's literally just like, what's the best way for me to get there now that I've seen it with my own eyes, I'm spinning. And it's just like natural to him. Yeah. Um. So when I see that kind of stuff out of a 6'5", 240 uh, defensive end that loves violence, I really, really like it. So I, I'm excited about Kellen for sure. Yeah, I think Kellen's a really good prospect. Physical, violent, monster finishes. Those are like the the four things that I see right off the, the top. Uses his length well. I love his speed for his size. Took on blocks really well. Made the tackle. Real nice inside step. Getting skinny, which I don't know if you remember hearing that much. Um, but definitely when I was blitzing or whether I was on special teams and you got to get, I mean, they teach you get skinny, turn that body, mm-hmm. you know, try to get through quick. And I thought he did that well, which can be difficult for a guy who's 6'5 and 250. He's, he's yeah. leaner. So getting skinny is maybe not that bad, but he's still just a big human. Um, I thought he was, I thought, I didn't think he was bad getting to a second rush. I'd still like it to see it a slightly faster transition. And that's probably just because he's maybe not as physically gifted as some of the other people that we've yeah. talked about, but there's still plenty there. I mean, super plenty there. I He's definitely not a project. I don't think you see him super early, but if Kellen comes in, works hard, puts the time in, in, in a year, two, three years, we're going to look like Kellen's a super, super nice player for Tennessee. I just don't know. I'm not, he's not a project at all. He's just come in, work, get, get custom, you know, get uh, acclimated to college football. You got some really, really good guys in front of you at the D line at Ed's position, yep. you know, and, and listen, if he stays and works, I think he has really, really good potential. Like I said, it's just college football. Now, some of these dudes that they don't play in the first year or two, they're gone. And, and that's, that's fine too. I mean, you gotta do what's best for you. I just really like Kellen. And I just think there's a lot of good potential. I just know what he has in front of him, whether it's a Jordan Ross coming in the same class as him or the other dudes. But then yeah. again, as a D-line and as an edge, they rotate a lot. So you, he still has he still has that opportunity. But, you know, you can't teach 6'5 and 250, and he's physical, and and I, I like him. I think he's a yeah. very, very good prospect. I do too. I, I, and I think he's athletic enough to get to a higher play of, of football. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there are, there are certain guys that it's like, man, I don't know how much more you can get out of your ability. God given ability. Exactly. It's just, you're, you, you, there, there is a plateau. Yeah. There is a ceiling. There is a ceiling. Yeah. Um. Okay. Jordan Burns. So linebacker Jordan, um, I love his closing speed. I think he can move through blocks very well. well you, you know, you just mentioned with uh, with Kellen, like getting skinny. I think Jordan does a good job at that as well. Just like getting skinny between between mm-hmm. blocks, getting through the traffic, getting through the traffic. Exactly. Um, you know, I. Felt like he's very – I felt like he was strong. And kind of what confirmed that to me was his offensive tape. When I saw him, like, stiff-arming dudes, I'm like, yeah, 
but he's strong. Like he pushes through people. Um, I think a good, very, like very good tackler in the open space. Uh, I think he's he's fast. Uh, he's got some speed to him at a linebacker position, uh, and he's the same way as some of these guys that we've talked about and Edwin and Kellen, like he wants to hit you. Mm-hmm. He wants to be physical um, and get up in that line and, and, and make those tackles. So Jordan, Jordan is one of those guys that's like, yeah, like, okay. He is a, a three. Well, wait, is he fought four or three? Uh, I thought he was, I think it's both. I think on depending on one, but I'm watching his film again right now, but I will gladly, pull up and see so yeah because i was kind of watching it as i was talking too um he feels like a good quality three to me like when i watch this uh you know nothing necessarily blows my mind in a freak sense like it does with jordan ross um but man, do I see effort, man, do I see physicality, man, do I see a guy who really loves to play the game? Yes. So Jordan Burns, good on my book. Six one and a half, two twenty. I'm hoping that's maybe a little closer to two thirty, two thirty-five. Like I would like it there. Uh now I think it always depends what uh you know what he's going to be doing hey do i need you to thin out to cover a few more guys out of the backfield maybe right i don't want you to get too heavy get too slow so we'll see but i like jordan i think he's a quality linebacker to pick up i like jordan a lot too um so he's a three star on 24 seven, but 24 seven sports composite is a four. So I was right. I thought that I remembered that okay. it's a three slash four star. I, um, and I meant to say this, when we're talking about Edwin. I didn't do this like I was going to do with Peyton, but I was going to go watch some of the guys in linebacker, uh, that were ahead of, of Edwin. I, I, this Jordan is, so I'm not around him. I'm not a coach. I'm not one of his players, so I don't know for sure. But this is another time where I'm watching a film, and I see him call out the play twice before it happens. And that's that's only in a highlight or, like, in the first little bit of a highlight film. So I'm not watching. But when I see him point it out in both times and it's the right play and he runs it down because it's a run opposite of him and he runs so he's physical, he fills holes well, he, he he does have some of that violence to him. He's a good mm-hmm. ball player. I do like the fact that he's playing both ways. If you're going to be good enough and a dog enough in high school, like let's let's see it both ways. So I was happy to see that. Um, he's got some nice swag and moxie about him to him. Um, he's 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 fast enough. Does he maybe pop off or get there like an Edwin? No, not not quite. But that doesn't mean that he can't be just yeah. as good or even better. Yeah. And one thing that I was kind of mentioning, um, you know, with uh, with an Edwin or whoever the case may be. So at, at linebacker, you know, D-line, you got to have some smarts, but it's like, you know, let it can go. Like, let it rip. Go after the quarterback. Even even if you're a, a dummy, they can put you in on third down and say, go go rush the quarterback. You know, at corner, you, you need to have some intelligence to you, but if you're good enough, they can be like, hey, just – this guy's a freak. Like, who cares if he tackles? Who cares if he's even that smart? Just tell him to go cover that guy one-on-one. He'll do it. 
you know, receiver, a little bit of that, but with a linebacker, you, you do have to be instinctual. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I meant that it was an easier position. Um, you know, physically it's not an easy position, but if you are given that effort and willing, you know, like in defense on mm-hmm. bas- in basketball, like you can be pretty good at defense if you just give effort. But at linebacker, if you have some of that cerebral, you know the play's coming, you can help coach up your other guys, be that leader, then you can find a place even if guys are more physically gifted. And he's a guy with the other linebackers we got, with Edwin that we got, how does his game translate to the SEC speed? I, mm-hmm. You you played it, so I, did you watch him and think that he's fast enough and quick enough to do it? I mean, it's not necessarily po- – like, he's fast. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if it's, like, popping off and if there's a guy that he's got to chase down some five-star from Texas more playing the Longhorns or Oklahoma and he's in the open field. Maybe he's more of a box linebacker. Maybe he's more that Aaron Beasley or, you know, true mm-hmm. box guy compared to one of the outsides. But I do feel like our linebackers, they, they, they're kind of interchangeable, like meaning what we do on defense at Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think – I think the fact that you watch Edwin and then you watch Jordan and it's kind of like, well, Edwin's obviously faster than he is. Like you see him just, just blur across the screen in Edwin's tape. So I think that has to do with it a little bit. I I don't, I think Jordan is fast enough. I I don't think he's slow by any means. I'm just, okay. Hey, he's, he's fast. And, he can get there. Now, am I going to say he's really fast? No. Am I going to say he's super fast? No. Like, but like, he's a fast individual. I think he can make it there. Uh, he probably doesn't. He will have to take better angles than Edwin does. We'll say that. And it's listen. It's it might just be a product of what I've seen. Of uh, because uh, I'm trying to think of the highlight films that we watched last year, and I thought all those guys played with good speed. And it's it really might just be what I was seeing this year with with Aaron Beasley and. Elijah Herring at some point, maybe that's why I'm just triggered. <laughs> but I, I, but I like I like Jordan a lot, and I think that he's uh, he's another guy like Kellen. Come in, work hard. Yeah, do what you're supposed to do. You're going to have some guys in front of you, but we've seen they'll rotate. And if you know what you're doing and in the right position, it doesn't matter if you're not as fast or as physically gifted as the other ones. All right, let's go to Cole. All right, Cole, tight end in this class. Um, tight ends are exciting because. It, this is not like previous years. This is not even when I played tight ends are used in the hypo offense. So they're a little bit more exciting to watch. I, I like Cole a lot. Six, five two twenty. Obviously let's get a little more weight on him. Uh, so he can block guys. I, it, it doesn't matter if you care enough in your blocking when the guy weighs 30 pounds more than you. So sometimes you just got to put on weight for it. Um, Cause he had some blocking stuff in there, which I thought was good, but like, I didn't see a lot of, Hey, I'm out wide and I need to block for another guy who has a ball, which is what he's going to be doing with us. Um, so blocking in space, uh, but Cole can high point that football. He catch, he is a hand catcher. He does not catch with his body. He always catches with his hands. Multiple plays of him jumping over buddies. He is the ultimate goal line threat for his team uh, in high school. And 
I see routes and I see yards after the catch of him outrunning safeties. And I'm like, okay, didn't expect this out of you, bud. Like, for sure thought you catch the seam and somebody catches you because you're 6'5", 220, big tight end, but he's able to outrun them. Uh, so it was like surprisingly fast, Cole was. And then I just, you know, I see him high point. I see him run all the routes that he needs to run. I see his ability to find the ball in the air, uh, kind of change his body to catch some. I like Cole a lot. I, I want to see progression in his blocking, but as a receiving tight end, he fits the bill. Do you feel like tight end can be a little bit like a O line? It's like, hey, if you're big enough and you're willing, we, we can teach you to block. A little bit, a little okay. bit, because th they do not necessarily take the blocking of tight ends as seriously as as one should. Hopefully, you just have a little bit of that piss and vinegar in you, and then it's like then you can really be taught. You know, as long as you're willing. To, to be a you know willing blocker. And like you said, you have to do it with Hypo. I mean, we saw it with Princeton, with Jacob, with Callie, with all those dudes. I mean, you're an H-back and you're leading up the A-gap or you're pulling or you're blocking mm -hmm. on the edge, so it has to be something that's done. Cole's, Cole's a nice little late ad for sure. I mean, we're, we're kind of low in that, that tight end depth. Um, we lost Jonathan Eccles to, to Coach Golish down there in, in South Florida. So to get him late and bring him in with an Ethan Davis and some of those other guys that we still have that like there was the one guy, I don't know if it's Charlie Browder or another guy that came in that was a transfer and he got injured. He's a big tall dude. Um, so we just needed some bodies there. But the fact, like you said, hands catcher, thank you. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want it to look. There was a couple times over. I'm not going to say who. But there's a couple times over the past two years where we'd go to the tight end and it would look super smooth and, and nice. And there's other times it looked like we might have been fighting the ball a little bit. And it made me a little nervous. Um, but, yeah, speed, be that threat that uh, for a pop pass. Um, you've seen Heupel when we want to go fast that our tight end is going to be in the slot and he's going to have to beat someone on a slant or a dig or – whatever the case may be. So, yep. yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm happy with Cole, big boy, you know, good athlete. So bring him on in. Like Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's just always now tight end is such a wrinkle in the offense. It's like, oh, wow. You know, we've been concentrating on the, on the Mike Matthews and the, and the, and the Staley's, um, but not necessarily the tight end. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for Cole. I think he's, I think he's got, a very good potential. Very good potential. Um, all right. Next up, Carson Gentle. Now, Carson, I uh, can probably guess that someone is watching this that will get it back to you because you're a small town kid. And usually this kind of stuff gets back to the small town kids. You are like me in a way. There is a certain threshold that you cannot pass of athleticism. And it doesn't matter how much work you put in. Uh, 
it doesn't matter how many cone drills and ladders and footwork things that you work on. There is a point that it's not getting any quicker. It's not getting any faster. Your boy at his most training, most the the best shape he could be in, the the fastest he's you know tried to do ran a five three. So there is just stopping points for 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 guys like us. Okay, I I'm trying to tell you because I've been there. If you're gonna win, if you're going to progress. You need to do it with smarts and technique. That's how I got on the field. That's how I really had success is I got guys that are more athletic than I am rushing against me. What am I going to do? I'm going to have good technique. I'm going to keep my shoulders square so they never think, oh, he turned his shoulders. I can do a spin move inside. Oh, he turned his shoulders. He shortened the edge. No. I'm going to keep it square the entire time. Am I going to give them both my hands? No, because when I give them both my hands, they swat them both away. I have nothing left to protect myself with. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give them one. I'm going to shoot a little fake jab at them, make them swing their arms at that one, and then grab a hold of them. I'm going to be smarter, and I'm going to play with better technique. That's how I'm going to win. Carson, this is not a knock at you. This is not, hey, you're not an athlete. You're still an athlete. But we just watched Jordan Ross play defensive end. We just watched Edwin Spillman play linebacker. We just watched Kellen Lindstrom play defensive end. These are all positions you played over the past two years. Would you say those guys are more athletic than you? Because they are, and they're on your team now. And they're playing positions that you might play. So how are you going to beat them out? How are you going to win in those positions? You're playing linebacker this year. I thought you were a D lineman. You played DN last year. I'm not sure where you might play on defense, but how are we going to beat other guys out that are coming in that might be more athletic than you? It's going to have to be with your smarts and your technique, and that's just what it is. I like Carson. I like his effort. I like the fact that he brings the the, the heat when he comes. I like the fact that he's strong. I mean, stronger than everybody else out in the field. He's throwing dudes around. He's throwing offensive linemen around when he's getting off blocks. I like all that. But, like I said, there's a there's a plateau to the athletic ability. And we need to do other things to try and make up the difference with other freaks that are on the team that you're going to be playing against. Because um, you're going to have to have better technique and smarts of the offensive lineman you go against. Like you are going to have, you're going to have to have better hand placement than those offensive linemen. If you want to win. That's, that's just plain and simple. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think that was a great way to start it. Um, I watched his film last year and um, I thought it was, I thought it was, I mean, he's a really, really good high school player, really good. And we, as we mentioned, I'm assuming based on just the way he plays and he does look like he's gotten bigger, he is going to always work extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems like he's going to be in the weight room. He's going to be doing those cone drills, doing all that stuff to 
get his which he obviously you're saying he does he still needs to push every limitation he can work as hard as he can yep but i then besides watching this film i watched the the one playoff game or the one state championship game i did want to see was uh baylor and mccauley and i was lucky enough to get home and, and watch it and they played him at linebacker a lot. And I know he's not going to be playing linebacker at Tennessee because he's just he's, – he's slow. Like, he he just he's, – he's slow. I mean, at least getting started, his first step is is pretty brutal. But then when he got the – when he got the train rolling, like, he could close decently well on, on mm-hmm. the, the quarterback for um, for Baylor on the state championship game. And um, – What are you doing playing D-line? What's like- that? He's been playing D line. Now they have him at linebacker all of a sudden. Yeah, like, and kudos and kudos to him. I mean, take it as a yeah. compliment that your coaches are like, "Hey, you need to play D line." I mean, linebacker. I'm not, expe- I'm not expecting a D lineman to just have like a great first step. Yeah, right, like, right, right, right. Know. And so I thought it was impressive. I mean, he's a ball player. I mean, they put him at tight end. He rolls out. I was very impressed with that catch when I watched it on his, on on the highlight film. But um, really, when I saw it on TV, I mean, he went up, made a really nice catch. So. He's an athlete in the sense of uh, he's a good football player and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but we're just talking about his foot speed and maybe agility and his uh, his his uh, quick twitchness. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I'm like I said, I don't know I don't know um, Carson, but I'm assuming he's going to be an incredibly good teammate. He's going to work extremely hard. He's going to piss a lot of people off at practice and don't. Don't care about that. It's tough to do that as a freshman because they're older or whatever. And I'm not saying going out there and acting like a dumbass and get someone hurt and going low. Like if, a, if an older guy's like, hey, like, you know, don't do this, don't do that, and they mean well by it, then okay, take that. But there's going to be a lot of people that uh, you're going to piss off. And if they get pissed off at you and they can't get over the fact that you're a tryhard or someone that goes hard at practice, like take that as a compliment because honestly, those people you shouldn't care about their opinion. And 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 you already told him about how you went about it. I mean, I went to Memphis and in no way was I going to ever be dirty or anything like that. But I definitely was going to play physical. And I remember running down on scout team kickoff and you couldn't tackle the dude, which was not ideal for your boy, because I needed to show them that hey, I can get off a tackle and, and open field, but I get it. They don't want someone to get hurt. But what I did was, is, you know, they get my, that, you know, they're like, Hey, here's this, here's this freaking chump over here. Let's get him on scout team, get his little beanie on and put him as the wedge breaker. And I was, I'm not going to lie. Like I was like, part of me was like, all right, let's can go. But then I'm also like, Reed, you better like, I mean, you better bring your big boy pants because the, our wedge was a backup tied in and, and one of our backup linebackers. And I can promise you they were a lot bigger than me and they were double teaming me. But yeah. I also remember when I go down and just gave it, they, you know, so they both try to converge in and I aimed right for their meeting spot. And I went through there and blasted and got through them. Our tight ends coach was our special teams coordinator and he just lost it. <laughs> he lost his mind. At, at them like how are you letting this guy i love like, it yeah and so but then i remember i remember one of our best players on the team he's another freshman but he played as a freshman as a, a running back and he came up to me and I've, I've probably told this before because it's one of my favorite like thing that i if i can ever brag of myself but he was just like why you go so hard bait like why you go so hard and so he respected it he didn't come at me and was like hey like chill out you're acting like like he he respected so i appreciate that about Jarrell, but you know, Carson, um, he's a good football player. He, he's physical. Um, 
But like Kyler says, use your physical strength, use mm-hmm. those abilities that you do have, be smart, be a tactician, go work hard every, every day. And I truly feel like Carson can get on the field in a year or two, a couple of years. And even if it is, he's just, a, you know, he puts on weight and he maxes his size as well, like that frame that he has, and they put him in and he's playing at a, you know, at a D tackle position or, or whatever, like. I mean, I think I think he can play there. I, I think he can play. Yeah. Now, is he ever going to be a starter? I, I don't know about that. But, you know, Caleb Trimbley was probably a better athlete. He wasn't as big as Carson, but he's probably a better athlete. But he played That's a, a good, perfect example. But he played a good amount of ball for Tennessee and was pretty darn good. So it's like Carson just, just, just you know, put that time and effort in. But And like I said, I, I have no reason to think that he's not going to go and be an extremely hard worker push people and he's it's going to be hard at some point where the coach would be like well unless he gets there and he just can't keep up physically or maybe mentally or whatever but I don't see that happening at some point the coach is gonna be like damn like we maybe can't pull him off the field even though he's not as physically gifted because he's you know he is just causing chaos on the inside I don't know I think that's the best case scenario for him if that if he gets to that point exactly I mean you can show out on on scout team or any reps you get in practice i mean any d lineman can get in there and stab stab sprags in his chest and push him back and show something yeah you you can do that with just technique you like you don't have to be the fastest and strongest guy out there to do that you can do that with just technique so it's like listen there's there's so many things that you can learn and get better at and make you a better player. You just got to take advantage of them. I do think though, Kyler, I I do think the fact that he was able to play linebacker at his size and even mm-hmm. if it is high school, the fact that he was at least fast enough and could open his hips enough and be a good linebacker that helps. So it's like you're not playing linebacker in college. You're moving up to a D-line, but I would be scared if he was just a D-line because I'm like, yo, he's going to have to put on like another 40 or 50 pounds, and he's, what, 6'2", 6'3", he's not 6'5", 6'6". Yeah. So so it's – That's part of it too. You know, so it's like I at least – it's nice enough to know that he – you know, I heard someone talking about this a while ago, um, and there was a point in – I forget, maybe when I was – still in college and whatever, but they were talking about how, you know, safeties become linebackers, linebackers become DNs, DNs become D tackles because of the speed of the game. So it's like you were fast enough to become offensive linemen. (laughs) You were fast enough to play safety in high school, but you're in a linebacker. Now you were fast enough to play linebacker in high school. You're a DN. Now you were fast enough to play DN in high school. You're a D tackle now, like until not, not Jordan Ross. Not Jordan Ross, but I'm talking about other other people. I mean, even guys in the NFL, like one of our favorite players was the Titans, Keith Bullock. He was a safety in college. He got moved up to linebacker. I mean, Brian Erlacher was a safety in college. He got moved to linebacker. So um, I want to use that as an example. Like, it's nice that he was playing linebacker and, and mm-hmm. doing it very, very well and very effectively. That does give me hope that's like, okay, when he does bump up another level, like a le- another level in – like another level in football, but also down a level, meaning putting his hand in the dirt type deal. So, so if he sticks around, I'll be excited to see what happens. Yeah, me too. I I think, you know, 
Hey, I'm right there with you, bud. I appreciate um, his effort and his physicality and his want to, though. I really do. Yeah, I do too. Uh, okay, these last two guys, I kind of put them together because Jeremiah's Hurd and Jamal Wallace, both D linemen, not a lot of film on them, not a lot to watch, uh, especially uh, Jeremiah's Hurd. Just had a ton of basketball stuff. He's an athletic basketball player, which I like to see, but he's, you know, 6'8, 305. Like, that's a good frame. Uh, he's athletic with a good frame. He could probably put on some more weight and still be okay. Um, and we'll see. Like, <laughs> I have no idea if he's going to be a project or not. I have <laughs> I have not been able to find football film. So uh Hopefully he is a good player. Uh, and then Wallace, a couple uh, plays here and there on his Twitter. And I like it. I like that he kind of just plays around. Like he like he's lined up in the like cover in the slot and then comes on a late blitz. Like it looks like he's in a two-point stance most of the time as a defensive end. I think where he's at, Sierra College, they're kind of like, hey, we're letting you do what you want. And at 270, for him to run like he does yeah. and move like he does, like, I like it. I'm impressed. Um, now I want to see what he looks like with his hand in the dirt because that's where he's going to be. Uh, like, talk about a really athletic three technique. Thank you much. Like, I appreciate that. So, I, you know. He's got violence. He's got speed. Uh, he's got some moves that he already that he already has in his arsenal with some chop rips. Um, so, and there, there's plays where he's, I mean, chasing the ball. You know what I mean? And you don't have to like. It's not seen as I don't know in smaller colleges, maybe JUCO colleges sometimes of like you're not given full effort, right? Like if you were able to make the play, then you make it. If you're not, then somebody else will make it. Who cares? But I saw plays of him like, oh, pushing through my block, didn't get through my block, didn't make it, but I'm going to keep running. Uh, I'm going to get to the other side. Oh, uh, he threw the ball. Now I'm going to keep keep running and like keep going after the ball. So it's like, all right, I see some effort. I see some athleticism. I, you know, see some get off, like, Speed, I like it. Um, it's funny you say that about – so it's nice that he's coming from JUCO just because he's older, he's been around. Now, and the only reason I know this is because I have one of our best buddies, Tyler, played JUCO. JUCO can be an absolute joke fest, meaning yeah. there can be really good athletes there, but the coaching, the weight room, the mental side of the game, it can be pretty jokey. It can be like AAU basketball, which like if you get the ball – put on a show, show that you're an athletic freak, that you can score a bucket. But if defense, if your guy doesn't have it, like are you really going to help defense? And yeah. so JUCO really is, if there's a guy there that's playing balls to the wall, that's awesome to see that. But you have to be very mature in JUCO if you want to go anywhere because it really is – you're either going to – you're either there and you're a freak athlete and you just didn't have the grades or you did something stupid – so, you know, once you catch the ball, you can make some stuff move and some guys can be like, oh, yeah, he can run, he can catch, and he can fly. He's a freak athlete. We're going to take another shot on him. But there's a, some other ones. It's 
you you have to get noticed in a way. And so if if he's doing it because he is physical, and I saw those same plays, there was only a few of them, but physical, violent. I did think he was quick for his size. I thought he yeah. was fast for his size. And if you're going to show some effort too, you're going to find a place to play on the D line. I mean, it, you know what I mean. So even if he's a rotation guy, even if he's a Karat Garland or. Uh, uh, Dominic Bailey or whoever the case may be, like there's a spot for you. And I can promise you he's a hell of a lot happier to be at the University of Tennessee than in Juco. Hell <laughs> his, yeah, his, he is. His life is about to change dramatically. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't, you know, like you just said with with Tyler, like I I can't imagine the kind of crap they had to deal with just to like get practice equipment like get clean socks to wear like he, they didn't even where 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 Tyler went I mean I was his I was like training him I was sending him his workouts every week on email because they didn't have a workout program that's insane it's a, yeah yeah insane insane so uh great pod I know we went long but I'm there's some guys you know it's nice that we got an alien freak show so that's great you know if exactly. I was self, if I was selfish I'd like about three more you know maybe Another edge rusher, maybe a D tackle and a safety, but um, yeah, give me a give me a O tackle, free. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, but I mean, so we got some freaks, we got some high high level guys that we love their film and love what they can do, and then I think there's some other really good quality depth pieces, and I say depth to start, but maybe they can work themselves into some stuff. So overall, uh, I know the class is probably like tenth or eleventh or twelfth. We haven't talked about transfers yet. We haven't watched those. We will probably get that out the week after the bowl game uh, before we maybe shut it down for a little bit. But uh, we'll be back for a breakdown on the Iowa game and Nico. But, yeah, good pod. Yeah, man. Great pod. See you, brother. See you, brother. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment in the comment section. We absolutely love them. Uh, if you're just listening, rate and review, download, re-download, and follow us on all of those listening platforms you may use. Also, follow us on social media, at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. And then if you want to follow Reed, it is just at rbacon26 on Twitter for his main account. And for myself, it is at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. So check me out there. Uh, yeah, super excited about the bowl game. Super excited about all these recruits we just got. Uh, future is bright. Loving it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for a little Iowa breakdown. Uh, as always, go Vols.